0: Hello, everybody. It's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. The fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Spotlight interview here on the Waves of Communication channel and the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast. Today, I am so pleased to have Haley with me. Haley's a language
1: facilitation mom. Hello, Marcy. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, yeah, so we are a little family from Australia. I have three Um, children, a five-year-old daughter, a three-year-old boy and a little another little boy who's almost two. We love it here and um, it's been a really big help to be able to be out and about um, with Charlie my little three-year-old boy um, who's our late talker and um, the journey that we've been on so far has just been amazing.
0: All right. Well, let's break it down a little bit because it wasn't always as smooth sailing as it is right now. Now that you're taking hikes out in the bush and Charlie starting to talk every day, that's sort of the spoiler alert, everybody. But what I'd like to do is kind of let Haley talk us through the journey of how she made the shift from being in the world of the system. So you and I found, you found me about a year ago now. Can you tell us a little bit about what was going on in your life back then when you were online and how you ended up finding the Waves of Communication platform?
1: Yeah, sure. So um Charlie is now three and a half. He was um, just short of being two years old at the time. And when he was about one and a half, I started noticing all the, the strange things he was doing and all the red flag behaviours that were popping up that were starting to worry my partner and I, his dad, um, and we started the search and the desperate search in finding out who can help and tell us what was wrong with our little boy. Um, and then just before he was two through the searching, I stumbled across yourself on YouTube was just one of your YouTube videos talking about how, um, kids with ear fluid will jump on lounges. They will spin in circles. They will chew on things and everything that you were talking about was exactly what our Charlie was doing. So it just clicked and made so much sense. Um, And that's where it started. I then searched all of your videos, watched nearly all of them. And I feel like that was the first phase of my mindset shift, going from being um, fearful and scared um, and not being able to help Charlie um, and having no answers and nothing that really aligned with my intuition about what was going on with him. As well and then so I studied yourself your channel um, your platform for about six months to a year practicing everything that you were teaching and at that time it was really about the um, reaching in and teaching Charlie trying to enter his world trying to get some eye contact some joint attention At this stage, Charlie was really just sitting in a corner, playing with toys on his own. He wouldn't turn around when I called his name. So that was really scary for us. Um, That's when I found you. And then um, I think about a year after that is when I really started to invest all of my time into... The, the workbook and the language facilitation journey using all the strategies um, and really analysing myself, the whole situation, um, which then gave me the answers and the ideas and yeah, the strategies I needed to keep moving forward with Charlie every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So I think the biggest I mean, that's really the Reader's Digest version, because I want to break down a little bit about how that process evolved, because I remember when you first found the channel, um, I was offering these strategy sessions for parents who are interested to join. And when they come and they call and they're in desperation mode, I usually spend a lot of time talking to them about. You know, the root causes and a lot of times when parents are still really focused on those red flag behaviors and what could it be and what is wrong and all these things and wondering and the worst, you know, um, that when they call, they're not really ready. To work with me for coaching because yes. they haven't figured out that their desperation is causing them to do things like slide back into prompting can you talk about how In that year time, because what I did was I sent you back to the videos to go and do some work. I sent you back to the book and I sent you back to that. And I said, you're not ready for coaching. You haven't had enough training yet. You don't feel like a good language facilitator. And I'm not here to help you feel like a good language facilitator. You have to show up ready to take guidance and coaching because I've already in the videos told you you have to stop prompting. If you keep showing up and you keep prompting every week, then you're not ready to work with me as a client because you haven't made the
1: mindset shift. Yeah. So I feel like it was trusting the process. When I really felt like I was trusting the plan and the process, that's when everything just took off. I Before that, I was so fearful, so worried that maybe I couldn't do the process properly. I didn't have a plan set out. I was winging it all the time. I was trying all these different things, trial and error. And yeah, when I really felt like I was trusting the process and that came from having a plan um, and knowing where I was going to go, That's when it really changed for me. And I remember that email um, back and forth from you and I. And um, I was still very much in a mindset of, please help me, please help me. I don't know what to do. You need to help me fix my child, the fix my kid kind of mindset. And you could definitely sense it. And it was a little sting at the time because you were saying, you're not ready. And I was like, I'm ready. I've been doing this for a year. I need your help. But really, um i did what you said and i went back and practiced some more and yeah you were it you were very correct i was still in that mindset um, of not trusting the, the process so yeah. obviously you had a shift
0: something happened to help you trust the process. And you said that that was a plan. Was it when you finally got the workbook and started working with the workbook that you were able to see what you were doing and stay consistent?
1: Can you talk about that? Yeah, of course. That's exactly what happened. So I got the workbook. I didn't start it straight away. I think I was still in that shifting mindset, the second shift that I had. But when I started the workbook... And it really made me analyse myself. It made me mark myself at the end of every day, every night before I'd go to bed. I would have to score myself on mindset, um, Charlie's ability, spoken language, his listening skills, everything. Um, and when I did those scores of a night time and I was writing my comments to match about what had happened during the day, then I would sit back and overlook it all and really realised I could see it very clearly what was going on. And to be honest, a massive part of that shift was coming from myself and the mentality and the mindset I had behind, um, being able to to help Charlie get through this on my own. Um, so using the workbook was, that was the major shift. Um, and realising that it had a lot to do with myself, not just Charlie's um, you know, ability to listen, to speak, to interact. It was um, how I was feeling and um, what I was thinking every day that then um, rubbed off on Charlie. And if my mindset was not um, at a high school that night, I knew that everything else that day was going to be low as well. And that was the pattern that I saw. Um, So I really had to do some work on myself and just work on my mindset, um, set little strategies for myself to keep it, to keep my mindset high. And that's how um, I saw results. And every now and then I would have days where my mindset would be lower and lower due to some outside influence that maybe disrupted me and, um, again I would see that at the end of the day when I would look back it's like a bird's eye view it's like you're looking at yourself on this piece of paper and what you're doing rather than just thinking all day as you go about what you're doing you really had to record it so um, it really made me look at myself from um, a different perspective and see what was going on.
0: Yeah I think The other thing that the workbook helps people do is stay with it, because if you know that at the end of the day, you're going to have to sit down and record this, that's you rec- you have to be present with it in the first place. So if you're just doing the same old rote thing with your child while you're in your mind somewhere else, thinking about the groceries or what you're going to cook, or even judging your own self about, am I talking slow enough? He's not responding. Oh, look, the eye contact's not as good. I mean, you know, that's what you tend to do is there's that inside voice that's talking to you it changed that inside voice because you started talking back to say, no, I am listening and he is looking. And when I'm connected with him, he is listening and and focused. And when I'm distracted by outside influences, and it could be probably anything, talk about what some of those outside influences can be or have been in your situation.
1: Yeah, so um, even if we had a little bit of a crazy morning here before leaving for the school drop-off and I was a bit stressed, um, the energy that I would um, would project all through the house would rub off on everybody and that would really be the start of a not-so-great day. It could be something just as little as that, as me becoming stressed out. It could be... Um, for me a lot of the time it was the worry of what am i going to do today what strategies am i going to do i don't know if i'm if i'm if this is going to be fun enough mm-hmm. so once i had that plan and the itinerary where i really had to outline exactly what i was going to do every day i could relax yeah. and then i could enjoy every activity and have fun with it and once you start having fun with it That's really where um, it becomes fun and you see the progress and then every little bit of progress you would see would be motivating and it just gets funner and funner and um, now I look forward to it every day. I won't go to bed at night without doing my checklist, scoring myself, seeing how Charlie went that day and every day I would learn something new from the workbook, something new that... I could have done better the next day or something that went really well that I want to repeat. Um, yeah, I think it really took the stress off me just having the plan, um, knowing what was going to come up, um, that I could do to help him. Um, that was a big one.
0: Yeah. And it gets easier, doesn't it? After you practice for a while, because now you've got a record of, the things that work and the things that don't work. So now it's you don't wonder so much, what should I do? You say, I'm doing what works, <laughs> and That's you plan right. those activities, and yes. then there's more opportunity for a good day. And it's easier for you to look forward to them. This is a big key, a mindset key. It's easier for you to look forward to any activity when I know you know you don't know how it's gonna go <laughs> because I'm sure. There, I'm sure there are things that have happened in your world that did not go so well. As a matter of fact, let's talk about that. I know recently you had to go in hospital and have yep. some surgery and Charlie's common nonverbal behaviors is this very noisy meltdowny behavior. And without mom there to sort of interpret it and help guide it, it can go off in a second. And I know that you are not going to be there for a number of days. Tell us what happened in your household while you were in hospital.
1: That's right. Yeah. So Charlie still has a lot of nonverbal Um, forms of communication that he still uses that we are working on now and one of them is um, a very alarming yell or scream to direct me and show me exactly what he wants or needs Um, and that really makes me jump when he does this this yell so he's really mastered it he's he's done well with that but (laughs) when I went to hospital I was really nervous about um the three of them, the three kids and Charlie, being at home with Chris, my partner, and me not being able to be there to interpret what Charlie needed. Um, And dealing with this non-verbal communication can be really hard when you're not doing it all day, every day. So when I went into hospital, I was nervous, but I had a lot of faith in Chris. And to my shock, it all stopped and there was no yelling there was no hitting so charlie was also going through a stage where he would get really frustrated not being able to communicate he would slap me none of that happened with chris everything was really easy and i feel like what happened there is charlie knows that when he's with his dad it's different to me and daddy's in control and he can't control Chris. Chris is a little bit harder like that. He won't tolerate as much. Um, So Charlie just felt like he could sit back and relax. And I noticed so many things when I got home. Um, He had gained weight. Um, He was absorbing his food better because he was less stressed, feeling like he has to control everything in every situation. Um, yeah, all the aggressive behavior, there was none of that. Um, and just the frustration, he was happy to sit back and let Chris yeah. take
0: it's
1: the It's a link. really, it's a really, really good
0: testament that all behavior is communication because even behaviors that are, it's habitual, right he knows how you said he's very very good at it pushing (laughs) your buttons he knows exactly the right pitch the right loudness the right how to come out of nowhere with it to make you jump and meaning jump into action and help me jump into action and follow me jump into action because he also knows that your attention is is divided you've got two Mm -hmm. other kids and a household to run and a partner (laughs) and all of that and And he's really, I know that this is true about Charlie because I've seen it on videos, that he just adores your time in the language facilitation zone. So when he's with dad and dad draws clear boundaries, this is why boundaries are so important. And when you say hard, it's just dad's communication style. Just like Charlie's communication style is an alarming scream. Dad's communication style might be the big voice. It might be, you know, that those short sentences that say "Charlie, no, look," you know, those kinds of things, but yeah. they're so well understood by Charlie because they are basic because I also know Chris is not a chatterbox, right? No. <laughs> His dad no. is not a real chatterbox. Yeah. So Charlie worked out how to communicate with Dad and show him, "Okay," when I don't have to be controlling mom with my behavior because she's not telling me. So how did you change? Seeing all this, when yeah. you came home from hospital, what kind of communication behaviors did you pick up to yeah. help Charlie feel like his boundaries were, again, more solidified? It's not so much boundaries as it is security, right? We're here to make sure everybody's happy and has a good time, right? Yeah, that's How did I- you change?
1: Yeah, it was a really big learning um a learning moment for me coming back from hospital and seeing all these changes and how different Charlie was. Um, And again, it was that mindset, again, this whole process has been about me working on myself as well um, and learning a lot about how I'm dealing and interacting with Charlie. And this was something I really had to learn. And it wasn't so much to be harder on Charlie, but to set firmer boundaries. Um, For example, when Charlie, wants to stay at the park and it's time to go and we need to put him in the car. For me, he would really protest and yell and scream. And I would really take maybe a little bit too much time trying to talk him through it. Mm. Um, And I've learned that sometimes he needs to know that I am in control. So I really learned that from Chris. I had to shut it down. I've learned to shut those moments down. Um, tell him what he needs to know quickly and a little bit more firmly and just get it done. And I've been practising that and now it's very different. Charlie knows that when I put on this voice, um, that kind of uh, heavier mum voice, he knows, don't mess with mum this time. And it's really working. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: we all appreciate that, you know, tough love. I hate to call it that, but it really is just some guidance that you know somebody's watching over you. Because remember, these screeching and screaming, it's a fear-based behavior. I feel out of control. I need to control you. I need to control you. Because remember, just like when you were in desperation and you were seeking around for somebody to fix your kid because you thought he was broken. Mm -hmm. Now you think about maybe even Charlie's like, who's going to just tell me what I need to know? And now you do. And he doesn't use these behaviors only probably when he's highly emotional. You're
1: probably seeing a lot of those things. That's right. Yeah so yeah that was a really big um a big learning curve i had to go through and it's changed the whole atmosphere of the house being able to uh, really um feel like i have more control in those situations and um i can be um, very firm you know when i need to be but i seem to have so much patience and time for charlie that it kind of got to the point where he was really controlling me um, on another level. So that had to stop because he is still a child and um, those boundaries do have to be set.
0: Yeah. You know, it's absolutely right. And listen, I'm just going to give you a lot of credit for this shift because remember, think about your mindset. You're desperate. You're not sure if you can even do this. You're trying your best. You're hoping for a good result. You're getting a little Here and there. Okay, I'm getting a little here and there. I'm getting a little here and there. And then you take on the responsibility. Now I've got to do more because now I know how powerful I am, right? I know how well I can make change. So now all of your own self care goes out the window and you language facilitate to your own detriment because you're reaching and reaching and reaching into this zone and comforting and connecting with them. And the connection feels so good, except without the boundaries. Mm -hmm. then he doesn't it's it's back into confusion again so
1: it's really a balance isn't it Haley? it is it is a balance and I think he actually likes it now he likes to feel like he will be told when it's time to stop um he he does he feels more secure because again it's really stressful um feeling like It would be very stressful feeling like you need to control everyone in every situation in order to be safe or get what you need, whether it's food or a play. That would be really stressful on anybody, so he really, it has helped him. It has helped him. um,
0: Yeah, So, and I can see how you want to give too much when you feel that stress. Like, I have to control, so you want to not make him control. You want to give in to that control, but it's not what he needs. He just needs to have the expectations laid on the table. A real negotiation. This is how much time we have. This is when we're going to go. You get your little contract signature. What's your contract signature communication behavior that you know when you set up a, we're going to the park, we're going to play for this time and we're going to leave. What's your little communication exchange with Charlie to know he's in? How do you know?
1: So at the moment, a good example would be actually yesterday. I took him to his favorite play center. He hasn't been there in a while. Um, And at the moment, Charlie is coming out with these big yells, big screams and yells when he um, isn't getting what he wants. So I will get down to his level after I've gotten him out of the car and say to him, "Okay, Charlie, I'm going to take you into the play center now. but if you start yelling at me because you need something, we're done. And we're coming back to the car. Um, if you need something, you know, you can say, I need. And then we go through um, the little strategies and words we're using. Yeah. And it was great. He had a laugh because he knew what I was saying. And I feel yeah. like that was his, that was his agreement. Um, and we went in there and he had a couple of little moments where um, him and his little brother were squabbling over toys um, and he started yelling, which is very alarming in a public play center. So I got down and I said, Charlie, you are yelling at me. You need to stop. And he remembered the contract and he calmed down and we have sorted it out. And yeah, so that's a big one. The contract strategy has been really effective. Yeah. yeah and
0: And I think what is so amazing about this that – you even realized is you didn't even realize how capable Charlie was of making these contracts. Even when you first started, you know, I think a lot of parents, it's challenging to really believe how smart and connected your kids are until you do this process for a while. And like, that's why I always say it's that three to six week period where it's at least three weeks that you have to really make big changes before they even show you that what you're doing is working for them. And then they give you bits, just little bits. Yeah. What kinds of things did you see in Charlie that let you know that you were really onto something good?
1: I think um, when I realized that I was talking to him at the same level that he could communicate using words When I realized that I was doing that, that made some big changes as well. Um, And I really realized that Charlie does understand so much of what we are saying. Um, And I need to stop dumbing it down and start talking to him like I would any other three-year-old because he understands most of it. And he um, respected that. And he liked that I was making the effort to um, Talking full sentences, um, elaborate, explain different situations before we would go into the situation. Um, that was a really big one for me as well. I feel like I used to talk really um, abbreviated and just small words to Charlie for a long time. Um, but then um, I, I would try saying a longer sentence and he would react perfectly and follow the instructions and then i thought he really does understand so much so then i started i started really thinking about the way i was talking to him and focusing on the models i was using um, rather than listening to what he was doing and focusing on what he was giving me again focusing on myself and what i'm doing um the mindset behind it. it it's such a big thing the the journey the process is so much about the parent and um, how you're thinking and feeling the mindset uh, it's such a big part of it I think that's where the shift really happens
0: Yeah, I think when you, first of all, when you see the results, I mean, I realize that, you know, it does take some real tangible things. You've got to really see these signs. That's why I'm asking Haley to tell us so that if you are seeing, if you're out there and you're a mom and you're in that trial period, like Haley was before she made the decision to invest in coaching, where she was really trying to figure it out. I think that's the big trigger here is when you stop worrying about what's going on in your child's head and focus on what's going on in your head and then just connect uh, with your child because if what's going on in your head is helpful hey let's talk slow he's really listening now if i tell him beforehand he'll know better because that idea of seeing it from his perspective but you're not in his mind you're not trying to change him you're just showing him hey This is what he likes. Let's do more of this. This is not connecting. We're going to abandon that one. And I just think over time, you just develop this plan. I think that's what Haley was, she was talking about at the beginning about how she got into the plan of every day, really taking a hard look at what she's doing. So what is really exciting about this for all of you is that Haley has made the commitment to share Charlie's journey with everyone. Can you tell us about your little plan for your YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I've always wanted to vlog the whole process of Charlie and the whole transformation that we've seen in him um, from the very beginning so that I can help any other mom or parent that is going through that dark time where they feel really scared um lost and they're searching for things to help um i'd love to be able to share that with everybody else so that they can then learn that it's not always an autism diagnosis they're not always broken um and there is an alternative that allows you to be able to help your child. Like you say, Marcy, um, there's no one better, that nobody knows your child better than what you do. And I feel like if I can um, show the whole process, the good, the bad, um, I feel like it just might help somebody out there that was going through what I went through a year and a half ago and um, help them help their child in the most natural way. Um, and building that beautiful connection that everybody is, um, feeling like they've lost with their child through language facilitation and learning everything that I've learned from your platform. It's just been so powerful. And I feel like there are many, many families out there that are going through the same thing that I went through and, um, It's very easy to be directed into all these other um, things that other people feel like you need to do, like uh, early intervention and uh, speech therapy and all these other things that really isn't going to get you the results that you're after. And yeah, I'm really excited to share it with everyone. I think it's gonna be really good. Um, We're going to date back, so I'm going to talk about from where it really began um, right up until now and then every week I would like to share what we're doing at home, the strategies, the improvements as we go along and hopefully I can help um, some other moms out there that went through what I went through. Um, So it's just Charlie's journey to spoken language. I thought that was just um, the best label he was once a silent child um, with no eye contact at all to anybody and now he's starting to sing happy birthday he's trying to um, he's starting to count all the phrases are coming out and that was just that was a pipe dream back then I was um, and just to actually realise that we've gotten this far with Charlie and the progress we've made is just so rewarding and um, makes me feel so safe and just trusting the process even more that we will continue it forever.
0: Ah, that's amazing. And what is also really exciting about this is that I am going to see you. Now Haley's in Australia and I'm in Florida, but I am coming to Australia and I'm going to get to meet Haley and Charlie and her whole family and we're gonna film together. So you're gonna see Haley doing language facilitation with Charlie. You're gonna see me doing language facilitation with Charlie and coaching with Haley and some interesting video that we're gonna collect. So definitely stay tuned to the channel so that you can see all of that. And we'll have the link to Charlie's Journey channel in the description of this video so that you can see it too. And then before we go Haley, I just want you to share a little bit. What would you say to a mom who was where you were when you first found me?
1: There are answers that will match how you're feeling inside that will explain all of the crazy behaviors the red flag behaviors the things that are worrying you there is an explanation for it most of the time i know every child is different and there are some true autistic children out there but i feel like 90 percent of the time um, these red flag behaviors stem from health issues and before you jump into um, early intervention which can lead to Um, Other problems I feel in the future really look at language facilitation, um, look into the Waves of Communication platform. There is just everything that you need to know is there, and you will find the answers you need to be able to feel empowered to do this yourself as a parent. And um, along the journey, learn so much from your child, so much about yourself um you will go through an evolution of yourself as well where you evolve into a better person and that just gets better and better as you go so um if you're feeling like you are stuck or lost or scared um just stay positive and look into marcy's platform
0: you. Wow. Thank you so much for joining me. I think we're going to leave it there. I know the lawn guys have been busy in your um community, but that's how it goes with recording. And again, thank you for sharing your story, Haley. I cannot wait to meet you thank and you. yeah, learn how your language facilitation journey moves forward. So thanks again.
1: Thank you, Masi. Thank you
0: with a whole range of waves of communication resources from free content to customized coaching you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success you are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook you can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website wavesofcommunication.com.